The first reading of today's Mass is part of the instruction that Moses gave to the chosen people before they were to enter the Promised Land. It specifies a ceremony of remembrance and gratitude that each household was to perform each year. They were to bring a basket with the first fruits of their garden and offer it at the altar of God through the hands of one of his priests. They were to recall all that God had done for them, namely that God had made them a great people, delivered them from oppression and gave them a very good land to live in. God did much for them and they only had to make a small sacrifice in return. Lent is a time of penance. We give up something, like the Israelites, as they sacrificed or gave up their first fruits. We sacrifice. We give something back to God, so that we may both remember and express our dependence on God, God's graciousness to us, and the gratitude we owe him. Lent is also a time of testing. What we do without, what we give up, our charitable action, is not for self-discipline in itself, nor is it meant to be self-torture. It is testing ourselves before God so as to prepare. And what do we prepare for? Well, as we petitioned God in the collect of the Holy Mass, one aspect of our preparation is that we may grow in understanding of the riches hidden in Christ. Our external actions are to enable God to change us. Our growing understanding of these riches hidden in our Lord's passion, death and resurrection must then have an effect in our lives that will be seen in worthy conduct. The testing and trial of Lent must bring about a change in us interiorly that is obvious exteriorly. In the Gospel reading, the devil tempts Jesus first on the human bodily needs and desires to appease hunger by eating bread, then on worldly power, influence and prestige by showing him the kingdoms that Satan claims to have control over. Remember though, Satan is an inveterate liar. Then at the holiest of sites in Judaism, he tries to push Jesus to the original sin that even Adam succumbed to, that of putting God to the test. It might be helpful to take a step back and take a wider view of this. The devil and his demons are super intelligent, but none of them can read our souls. God will not permit them to do that. They cannot hear our thoughts. They cannot see our interior life. The devil had been watching Christ from his birth. 
He does that to us too, just waiting for an opportunity to attack. He knew Jesus was an extraordinary man, and he had just witnessed his baptism at the Jordan when God the Father spoke and the Holy Spirit descended. The devil assumed that Jesus was a, or the, Son of God, but that designation could mean many things, from faithful follower right up to the second person of the Blessed Trinity. In other words, the devil did not know who he was up against. Two of the three temptations begin with, if you are the Son of God. I wonder, did the devil actually care who Jesus was, or did he just want to ruin him, like he does to every person? If Jesus were only a man, however miraculously endowed, the devil may have thought that he could get him to reject God by disobeying God's will. But Christ Christ was victorious over the devil at these temptations, and this foreshadows the victory of his resurrection. So Christ had to win at these temptations for our sake, as well as it was the only possible outcome because he was the God-man, the very Son of God. Notice though it seems that the devil is not convinced, so proud is he. Even though all his attempts failed and his playbook was exhausted, he left to return at the appointed time but he would be defeated again by Christ, and this time definitively and for all time. What does all this mean for us and our conduct? Well, we take comfort that the devil was defeated by Christ both at this moment and from the cross. Christ's victory means that we who belong to him share in his victory. It is possible for us to defeat the devil when we are tempted and he will leave us. It is possible too for us to defeat him decisively at the hour of our death by living close to Christ, close to his Holy Mother and to St. Joseph. Lent is a microcosm of our lives. The testing that Lent gives us is what happens in all other aspects and times of life. The sort of Lent we have indicates the type of life we are leading. Those who are slaves to this world and its pleasures and agenda will find Lent impossible. But for those who are seeking to attach themselves to Christ and his Holy Church more and more, will find Lent hard but achievable and rewarding. Let us not forget the awesome power and inestimable value of Holy Communion in this. As we know, it's not holy or blessed bread, but the very person of Christ whom we receive. God enters our soul and our body really and truly. What other faith offers that? To receive the Son of God worthily and reverently is to week by week, day by day, 
open ourselves to all that Christ wishes to do for us and to us. And what that is, is supremely good, supremely beautiful and supremely true. It is what our heart deeply longs for. It nourishes faith, increases hope and strengthens charity and makes us hunger even more for Christ and hardens our resolve to live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Laudetur Jesus Christus.